0: You're listening to Life in Wanderlust, a travel podcast, episode two nine places you have to try in Portland, Oregon. Hi, everyone, this is Kana, your host. I'm going to go on a tangent already. (laughs) Sorry, but bear with me. I just wanted to say thank you so much for all of the feedback, the listens, the subscribing. I couldn't believe how many of you listened, and I just, I'm so thankful. I really didn't know what to expect when I started this podcast. I just kind of decided to do it because I love doing it. I wasn't sure if people were going to listen, if it was even interesting, if travel is a subject to be listened to instead of visually. So, anyway, I'm just really grateful, and I want to thank you for listening and subscribing and I can't wait to make more content through this channel. So let's get right into this. I was in Portland with a few of my friends and my husband and it was really awesome because the tickets were so cheap. I think it was a hundred dollars round trip or something close to it through Southwest. And it's probably because the weather isn't great in Portland in January, but when we went, it was like we brought the sun from Southern California to Portland because it never rained on us. And we were there for five days. We decided to invite our friends, Summit and Roz, and they love to eat just as much as we do. So it's like a match made in foodie heaven. So they came with us. They had never been to Portland and I wanted to take them around to places that I love and some new places that even I had never been because it's such a tourist spot and I never really wanted to go when I used to live there. Alright, so let's start. Number one, I have Look Lock, which is a Vietnamese restaurant that's located in downtown Portland. I love the fact that they're open until 3 or 4 a.m. on weekends. And it's really one of the only places that are open that late in downtown Portland because it's not like New York or L.A. where there's tons of places that are open super late. Downtown Portland is pretty small, so the choices are pretty slim. I had been there before during lunch when I used to work in downtown Portland, but I had never been when it was super late. So it was definitely interesting because (laughs) we rolled in at around 1 a.m. We had to wait for about 30 minutes to get a table and to order It was kind of bizarre for me because the restaurant was just roaring. I mean, it was so loud. The music was insane. It felt like I had walked into some sort of club and it was just rap music just going on and on. It was so loud that we couldn't really talk to each other. We were yelling at each other just to even kind of hear what we were saying. I don't even remember what our conversations were because I don't think I was listening. I was probably nodding my head and pretending like I understood when I really didn't. So that was really strange about the late night look like. But first, so I ordered the sugarcane shrimp, which was kind of like meh. I would give it like a C minus. It was just a big thing of rice and just small, like four small things of shrimp paste that was boiled and it was on a sugarcane stick and that was, that was it. And I really didn't enjoy it that much. The shrimp was really hard and chewy which I didn't like. So I personally wouldn't order that. However, we also ordered the coconut curry and it was so good. I highly recommend the curries that they have because they are just delicious. You can get it with rice, of course, you can get it with vermicelli, or you can get it with udon noodles, which my friend did, and it looked so good. I really wanted to steal her plate. (laughs) With that being said, I really think that if you need a place to eat that late, it's a good spot, but if you're going to go and mingle with friends, it's really too loud. It was really bizarre, especially because I had been there for lunch. For lunch, I highly recommend it. I used to take clients there. It's very quiet, it's very quaint, and the lunch deals are really good. So I do recommend Lookalack, maybe just not at 3 a.m. Number two is Screen Door. Screen Door is a southern kitchen and their main plate is chicken and waffles, and it's so good. But hold up, let's talk about their wait for a second. For brunch, Their wait time can be anywhere between one to two hours for most of their brunch time. Since we were visiting Portland and we really wanted to eat the food, we waited, but like I said, when I lived there, there was no way I was going to wait one to two hours, especially because it's usually raining in Portland. As for their food, like I said, their chicken and waffles are so good! I can just... uh, I Okay, maybe I would wait one to two hours for it. It's so moist and I know people hate that word, but it's fine. It's moist. It's so good. The chicken was so tender, but it was so crispy at the same time. The waffles are so delicious. I mean, it's just all in all chicken and waffle heaven. And another item that my friend ordered was the praline bacon waffle. I'm not a huge fan of pralines, but this bacon, this piece of bacon is just covered in praline. It's like a sweet and salty stick of fat. He said it was delicious though, so I highly recommend that as well. Now, the best part, and I shouldn't say that because the fried chicken and waffles is obviously the best part, (laughs) but if you have a sweet tooth the banana foster french toast was to die for. The banana foster french toast, I actually don't see it on their menu right now, so I can't remember if that was just a special. However, they do have french toast in general, and that was the best part. They do french toast like nobody's business, okay? It's so good. So, what my husband and I did, I chose the fried chicken and waffles, he got the banana foster french toast, and we shared it, even though he didn't really want to share it that much because it was so good. (laughs) Screen Door also serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner the entire week, so you can enjoy their food without the wait most likely, but their brunch is like the thing to do, so give it a try. It's really good. I think if you like that kind of breakfast food, you'll love it. Number three. I have voodoo donuts, and can I really talk about Portland without talking about voodoo donuts? Not really. When I used to work at the airport in Portland, man, people would carry those pink boxes full of voodoo donuts like it was their child. Like some people would not want to put it through the TSA x-ray and stuff, it was hilarious. I was an interpreter for Delta Airlines back then and people would just hold it like by their chest and they would not let it go and I kid you not, 1 out of 5 to 10 people had that box flying in and out. I can't even imagine holding a box of donuts while I fly so, but it was a big deal. Now Voodoo Donuts is in Santa Monica I think down here and I believe they opened one in Japan but both of them are fairly new, so I know that they're super busy. But of course, they were born in Portland, and my friends had never been there, so we decided to go. We went to the one in downtown Portland, and it literally used to be a hole in the wall. If four people were in there, you were suffocating, because that's just too many people, (laughs) and they only had one register. When I worked at a hotel in downtown Portland, I would have to tell customers and clients that they would probably miss it the first time as they walked by because it was so small and there really wasn't any signage. But now you can't miss it. There's this gigantic neon sign on the corner and they've expanded so much. As for their donuts, I actually am not crazy about them. I don't think they're particularly good, but I do understand that it's Because it's popular, and they have crazy flavors. If you do go, you have to get the actual voodoo donut, which is shaped in a voodoo doll. And it has a pretzel stick pierced into the heart. And when you open it, it has jelly filling in it, so it looks like it's bleeding. So that's their iconic donut that they started with. They also have a tang donut. Like... Paying like that artificial um, orange juice powder. Ugh, it's so gross. Anyway, if it's your first time in Portland, yes, I think you should go. It's an experience, and they're open 24 hours. So if you're hungover and need something sweet to eat, you can go to Voodoo Donuts. Number four, Saburo's. So, Saburo's is a sushi place, and I can tell you now that it's probably not on anybody's travel guide or food guide to Portland because it's kind of like a local thing. It's not your typical sushi place because these sushi pieces are ginormous. They're so big that it's almost disgusting But it's disgustingly delicious. (laughs) A Japanese sushi chef would probably be really ashamed that anybody would make that or eat that. But that's kind of the charm of Saburo's. And if you love sushi, I think you should go. It's a little bit out of the way. It's like 25-30 minutes from Portland. But in my opinion, it's worth it. They're only open from 4 p.m. to 10 p.m., I believe, every day. And yes, this place also has a ridiculous wait. Unless you start waiting in line at around 3 or 3.30 before it opens and you get the first round of seats, you're pretty screwed. You probably have to wait, again, another hour. I think we waited for over an hour to get a seat and it's just kind of ridiculous. The service is really terrible too, but it's okay because the sushi is delicious. You'll have leftovers for sure. And it's fresh. Not to mention the prices are super reasonable too for the amount and quality. Number five is Lardo's. Lardo's is one of the restaurants that are on every food guide possible that talk about Portland. As you can imagine from their name, it's all about pork and it will maybe give somebody a heart attack and I'm not even joking. We ended up going to Lardo's in downtown Portland only because we couldn't get into Tasty and Alder for brunch. Another tangent, Tasty and Alder is so good and I really, really recommend it. But when we got there, they said the wait is over two hours. And I guess this is where we draw the line, (laughs) our group of friends. We're like, two hours? No, no, we're not going to do it. And we happened to see lardos across the street, and we decided to go. As soon as we walked in, we spotted this couple eating this gigantic plate of what looked like french fries and maybe chunks of bacon, and we knew we had to have it. Turns out they're called the dirty fries, and it obviously has french fries. And it has pork scraps, marinated peppers, fried herbs, and Parmesan. It was so good, but I kid you not, it was so heavy. Another dish we ordered was the French dip. And I know that sounds crazy when I say it, but it's pho wrench dip So it had shaved beef and Thai basil, and the dip is like a French dip, right? But it's pho-broth. So it was really good, I think that was one of the more light dishes that our group had. What I personally ended up ordering was the Korean pork shoulder sandwich, which had house kimchi, chili mayo, cilantro, lime, and of course chunks and chunks of pork shoulder. So not a surprise that it was super fatty. I can't believe I almost forgot about this, but for me, the king of all plates. At Lardo's was the hush puppies. Hush puppies are one of my favorite things. It's basically just fried cornbread <laughs> and they had hush puppies with honey butter. It was so fresh and it was hot and it was steaming and it was just mm, it was so good. We were also very interested in their crispy pig ears but all four of us were gonna have to go to the hospital after that if we had topped off with that. (laughs) So next time we'll try it. If anyone's tried it before, let me know if it's good. Number six is Blue Star Donuts. Yes, another donut shop because the four of us just can't get enough of donuts. (laughs) Blue Star Donuts is another Portland-born donut shop that has now been in Japan again, and I believe we have one or two in LA. And of course, there's tons in Portland, including the airport. Blue Star Donuts is unlike Voodoo Donuts or let's say California Donuts, where it's all about the Instagrammable donuts. I mean, don't get me wrong, they're also Instagrammable because they're beautiful donuts. (laughs) But Blue Star Donuts is very simple. They have simple ingredients and simple look to it, but they're just as good. If not better, I think. I think the four of us came to an agreement that the best one was the poppy seed donut and the passion fruit donut. As crazy as that sounds, it was really good. And if you're ever lucky enough to run into the green tea donut that they have seasonally, it's a must. Number seven is afuri ramen. One of my friends on Instagram told me that there's an afuri ramen in Tokyo too, but We're still not really sure if it's the same place, so until then I'm just going to assume it's not. I have to preface this by saying that I'm a big ramen snob, and I like to think that I'm a connoisseur, of course self-proclaimed. So of all the ramen places I've ever visited throughout the states, Afuri Ramen in downtown Portland is actually pretty good. If you're lucky enough to just go to Japan for some ramen, great! Please do that instead. And definitely try Ichiran Ramen. That's my favorite ramen place ever. But if you're in Portland and it's a cold day like it was for us, Afuri Ramen will do the job. I saw people raving about their gyoza, which is potstickers. I didn't really like it, so I don't know. If it's just me, no because I went with, uh, let's see, five other people and no one really touched it after the first one. So I don't know, you try it and let me know. My husband got the basic shoyu ramen which has a little bit of yuzu which is a Japanese citrus in it and he said it was really good. I got the men, which is kind of a spicy, creamy broth. And that was really good too. And because we were freezing, it just tasted that much better. Number 9 is McMinimins. I can't believe this is the last one. Actually I have a bonus after this, but as far as food goes, McMinimins is the last one. McMinimins is another kind of Portland institution. I believe there's 10 plus locations if I'm not wrong. Like I said, it's pretty big, but they, it's not like a chain. I would never say that it was a chain. Each one is very different, but it's a very eclectic and a little bit strange. The hipsters of Portland like to have bumper stickers that say, keep Portland weird. And I feel like McMinnimans does a good job by being a little bit quirky. <laughs> My favorite McMinimins location is in downtown and they actually have three downtown locations so the one I like is the Crystal Ballroom. The Crystal Ballroom is really awesome because they have three pool tables and two shuffleboard tables and some pinball machines. So you get to hang out, drink, eat, and just relax there. If you're a fan of beer, they have a lot of craft local beer. I think they also have their own beer. So it's a really good place to try Portland craft beer. My favorite thing about McMinimins though, other than the relaxed kind of eccentric vibe, are their Cajun Tater Tots and supposedly their truffle fries. One of my former coworkers was really sad after seeing my Instagram stories from Portland that I didn't try their truffle fries. But I love their Cajun Dots so much and I didn't even look at other options. But next time I'll definitely try the truffle fries. Thanks, Tony. Another late night food that tastes extremely good for some reason is their slice of cheese pizza. I know, it sounds crazy. I wasn't even hung over. I actually don't drink that much. So it wasn't even that. It was past midnight and the tater tots and their slice of cheese pizza, which were on happy hour discounts, it was so delicious. Okay, so I totally screwed up. I actually skipped one. (laughs) So this will be number nine and I'm going to be talking about Cartlandia. So Portland is known for their food trucks. There's so many food trucks, there's no way you can go to each one in one stay, but they have different pods through, mostly through downtown Portland. The sad thing is that they're not open during the weekend. They target the business crowd and so they're only open during the weekdays. But then I found Cartlandia. It's a, basically a parking space area that has tons of food trucks in it. And at one point, I think they had up to 30 something carts. And when we went, there definitely were not 30, I think 15 at best. But of course, that's more than enough to choose from. And there are quite the variety of food trucks. So it was pretty awesome. It was my first time there too. So all four of us were experiencing this magnificent land of carts. Just as a side note, it's located in Southeast Portland, which is a little bit further away from all of the touristy spots. So hopefully you have a rental car or you can grab an Uber. It could be pretty expensive just because of the distance. But if you're unable to go to any of the downtown carts because you're there on a weekend, I would definitely suggest going to Cartlandia. The food carts rotate there, so the carts that I'm going to talk about may not be there by the time you're there, so just a heads up. One of our favorite places was this pancake food cart run by this adorable and very kind couple. They have sweet and savory pancakes, and they're small, so you can try a variety without having to choose just one. Another place that was pretty awesome was a Vietnamese cart. And the problem with these cards, some of them don't have names, so it's hard to tell you. But they do have this gigantic poster that says $2 banh Me's. And banh mi is a Vietnamese sandwich. And one of our friends gave it a try. And it was a pretty hefty size banh mi sandwich. And it was only $2. Another place was an Asian-Italian fusion. So they served pasta dishes but they had kind of an Asian kick to it. So they'd have kimchi or miso and my friend enjoyed it. So I think it gets a thumbs up. If you don't make it to Voodoo Donuts, they also have a cart there and I think it's pretty permanent. So you can grab some donuts while you're there. One last tip for Cartlandia, bring cash. Most of the carts were cash only and it would be a terrible thing if you couldn't enjoy it because you just didn't bring cash. And number 10 is the little bonus. If you are a coffee fan, you have to try Dutch Bros. I am a big Dutch Bros fan and people in Northern California are blessed because they have some Dutch Bros stands there, but it's mostly in Portland and I believe it was born in somewhere in Oregon. I can't really speak for any of their drinks other than the famous Kokomo. (laughs) Kokomo is a coconut mocha and it's just the best thing that's ever happened to me, drink-wise, I think. (laughs) So there you have it. I discussed nine food stops that you should make in Portland and a bonus coffee stop. So of course, the second I'm ready to end this, my microphone dies. So I apologize. I know I sound totally different now. But I just wanted to finish this off and say that there is a blog post that mirrors this episode with a lot of photos that you'll probably want to see. And I also created a Google map with all of the locations on there. So thank you again for listening. I really appreciate it. And I will see you guys in a couple weeks. Bye.